Uh, you can now. Did you want to do Seventh Heaven because it starts off with You Got It by Roy Orbison? Uh, no, I actually did not <laughs> know that until, and then I heard that song and I was like, why are they taking a thing I like and using it for bad? We were doing shows on the road for like a week and David kept playing You Got It by Roy Orbison going, where did I just hear this? <laughs> and then it's in Seventh Heaven and I think he had been watching Seventh Heaven on his own. Mm-hmm. and wanted to find a reason to pretend like he hadn't been watching Seventh Heaven. So right. he's like, oh, I can tell these guys to watch Seventh Heaven for a podcast. I didn't realize this was going to become the trial of David Piccolomini. I'm accusing you of watching Seventh Heaven in your free time. Yeah, that's not... Well, no, this this was for work. I've only done it for work. I don't know, because mm-hmm. you love... You got work. it. You love yeah. You Got It. Here's the thing is, I do love You Got It. I also love this theme song. Welcome to Bottle Episodes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Please contain your excitement. That is the most amount of excitement he actually has oh, okay. at most points, unless we get into a weird point where there's a logical fallacy. And then oh, we'll be right. I, I, I just love Seventh Heaven. <laughs> seventh Heaven. Okay. Seven 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 heaven. It's, oh, we should harmonize. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Just when you thought podcasting could have become more unbearable, here's three guys harmonizing <laughs> over Christian music. Hell yeah. <laughs> we need to introduce ourselves. Hello, I'm David Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. And we this, have a guest. The, uh, hi, I'm Matt Stores. <laughs> yeah, glance to camera at all times. Hi, how are you? Uh, seventh Heaven. Yes, that is the show we're covering today. Uh, you guys, Probably know. the biggest show we've covered so far. Most successful. Definitely the most successful. 11 seasons worth of it right but wasn't it on like the cw the wb wb before the c came and in. then it went to the cw right before the uh like it ended so like, this right. is directly responsible for riverdale yes this yes, there's is, a direct line no it's actually uh, secret life of the american teenager okay same creator secret life <laughs> of the american teenager. yeah they just skipped a step and they're just like what if she's just pregnant in high school let's mm-hmm. just do that instead That'll be. I wonder what the transition was there between the two shows, like how you get that. Because I, I'm guessing I, I never really watched uh, Secret Life. I just remember seeing it and being like, Shailene Woodley's a pretty good actress. Mm-hmm. So you the know, creator of Seventh Heaven is very good at picking out actresses that will go into pretty successful, but not massively successful careers. Beale. Yeah, Jessica Beale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How does it Beale? I don't think we need to do anything more for this episode. That's enough. That was yeah, seventh man, heaven. It's been great, everybody. Have a have a great Matt, rest of your thanks day. Thanks for coming here yeah. all the way from Astoria. Yeah, that's, that's uh, my know, pleasure. Three minutes. We're just trying to get clips, honestly. That's I understand. How does it Beal clip is going to go viral? So we're oh, done yeah. here. All those Beal heads out there. A lot of Beal heads. Well, none of them are alive after her strong anti-vax stance, but the dead Beal heads. Uh, actually, uh, I'll give I'll give credit where credits Beal. Uh, That's not even close. <laughs> Listen, don't go into a whole spiel, Beal. Thank, about... thank you. 
Beale Spiel. Yeah, the Beale Spiel. This is the Beale Spiel. She she was uh, in uh, an episode of BoJack Horseman, several episodes of BoJack Horseman. And uh, one of the things uh, they wrote some jokes and she's like, you can go even harder. You can like, she was just like, that doesn't even hurt my feelings. You could really try. (laughs) And did they roast her for being anti-vax? No, they didn't actually go after her for Mm. anti-vax because she's pre-COVID. Yeah, she's an OG anti-vax. According to a sentence I read on Wikipedia three minutes before recording this. (laughs) So my research is minimal. Perfect. Sorry if you've gone back on that, Jessica. Uh, if you're not because fam- we know you listen, we know you listen. Mm-hmm. If you're not familiar with uh, the series of Seventh Heaven, uh, I get the brief basic summary of it is it's a it's a family of nine people. Not at the start. Not at the start. Oh, it's yeah. You're right. It's like because it's seven. Yeah, it's Seventh Heaven. Sorry, <laughs> I was like of oh, nine. I'm I'm skipping ahead. Uh, spoiler alert: There's twins. Yeah, they have twins. They keep having sex. These uh these this priest and his wife. Yeah, they they are horny. Very horny. Constantly. Can I just say that uh, the genre of there's too many kids, it's a definite genre. Yeah. 5 is not enough. 5 is not enough for the too many kids genre. And that's how much they mm-hmm. start off with and they still try to play it off like that's too many kids. I mean, no. it is it is minimum many... is 6 Brady Bunch. <laughs> and at the very least they had a housekeeper to add into the mix as well. 5 is not enough. But they do add a dog. Uh, oh yeah, no, never mind. It's a it's a whole thing now that there's right. a dog there. Oh, happy's happy is a huge part of the show. I can't stress. Happy so much. got the most residuals from the show. Actually, uh, best contract on the show. <laughs> happy does have a credit in the opening credits, <laughs> which I've nothing I've ever seen a dog get a credit in the opening yeah, credits. I, I think you have to give. Uh, Happy the most residuals because they have to earn them in dog years. So it has right. to be yeah. seven years of residuals at a time. Mm-hmm. It's Eric Camden and Annie Camden and their five kids just trying to make it through an average day in the life of a minister, his wife, and their five kids who are always up to something mm-hmm. is the basic. Uh, the kids are uh, Matt, Simon, Mary, Lucy, Ruthie, and then Happy. Mm-hmm. Which is a dog, which is a dog. To be clear, but I want to clarify: uh, Annie Camden did uh, bring that dog into the family, mm-hmm. so I will still count it as a child. Oh yeah, yeah, and then I mean, what are, definitely, definitely a child. What are the two kids that come in in later seasons? David and another one, uh, <laughs> <Perfect>. Sam. <laughs> Should we? Give... I remembered the one that had my name. Yes, you did. <laughs> Should we give the bad bona fides on this show? Reception wise, oh, yeah, we haven't done, we haven't really done bona fides, but I can pull those up very quickly. Yeah, the last couple shows we did, the bona fides spoke for themselves. Seventh Heaven, I Seventh fe- Heaven was successful. It wasn't until you brought it up that I realized that people hated it. I felt people were mostly ambivalent towards it. Oh no, it's eleven seasons of really proselytizing garbage. Yeah. Uh, Matt, is what what is your relationship with the show? Uh, so I would, I don't remember what preceded it, okay. um, but whatever something around the time i wanted to watch and i have this feeling that like angel and buffy gilmore girls was also around yeah i didn't watch gilmore okay. girls but i feel that's a surprising yeah uh, i will i did later uh <laughs> but as a kid no yeah uh and i i have this feeling either when i was watching angel and buffy i would there would be the promos for it and i'd be like i'm not gonna watch that show uh but yeah i never really watched it i mean growing up as a lutheran uh it really 
I was like, this is bad. This will not be good. I am going to just get angry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, frankly, the manipulation that these parents go through with these children, very bad, uh, if I'm going to be completely honest. And, uh, you know, but a lot of kids that I knew, what, what year did it come out? Uh, I think it was, yeah, 96. 96? Yeah. So, yeah, I, so it was in its peak when I was at my religious middle school. And so I remember distinctly people talking about like watching episodes of Seventh Heaven because that was like the one network show that they could watch and being like, there are other things on TV, guys, we can talk about. But yeah, yeah they would just that's like the show you could talk about. So it's right. like, oh, yeah, I watch the show that's popular. And also if all your friends are watching it, you're like, it must be good. It's exactly. weird that you're allowed to talk about it at your religious middle school because it is very dirty. Mm-hmm. That is a dirty show, dude. At least from what we watched. Yeah, no, it's pretty filthy. Like in like ways that are like weird, and they get weirder in hindsight. <laughs> well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, very, yeah. very much weirder. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we're ten minutes in. Do we pull that bandaid off? <laughs> Rip that bandaid off. off. Okay. The one of the most uncomfortable parts of watching this show is that uh, the guy who played Aaron Air Cabinet, Stephen Collins. Uh, was uh, accused of and then admitted to uh, sexually assaulting minors, which then takes a show around this guy who's just father porn, essentially. Like mm-hmm. not like whose not, kids are always talking to him about sex. Literally, like multiple time. times. It's several times, and All and you time. wonder if he was a predator before, or if they kept having kids talking about sex and something broken in his brain. Oh. <laughs> uh. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't uh, thought of that but, either. You know, oh. that is that is a consideration I think that should be discussed I think... in the ethics of putting a show like this back together again. Yeah. Because I don't think we can do it again because you have that father figure put into the position like that. Who knows what it does? It could do irreparable damage to their brain. I'm going to yeah. guess this is more egg than chicken in that. Uh, no, this is definitely. I'm being facetious. No, no, I know. Yeah. I know. I, know. I'm, I was going to say that uh, there's probably a reason he was so comfortable doing these early pilot reads while other other guys were like, are we sure I should be talking to my daughter about her period? Happily. Like, obviously. Happily. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to be doing in this. Uh, yeah. This is like a chemistry test, but for catching it's like <laughs> i see you've got the, by the way you've got imdb pulled up for this now what was it yeah, rating? oh yeah the rating for it 5.2 yeah not great people don't like this show below the joey line below the joey but line i did discover something upon pulling it up on metacritic of very high reviews for people and entertainment magazine well then why are we doing this show uh this is a good show everybody <laughs> got a 90 on newsday oh i i trust newsday it's one of those prehistoric kind of shows that is heartwarming and wholesome that made me chuckle with the family and even cry. Oh, uh, yeah, it's all. It's weird that uh, the dad from Seventh Heaven can make family cries in a multitude of ways. It's weird that People Magazine uh, rated the 67 and the season one review was bland. <laughs> it is a very beige show, I will say. There's not like, I don't think I saw any purple on the show or like green no there's not a lot of bright colors yeah i mean maybe in church like that's where you get some bright colors yeah but outside of that it's like very beige speaking of the color palette of the show i also didn't see any people that weren't white <laughs> good point they sh- they show up but they are that is the point when oh, they are there no. a lot of times mm-hmm. it's a lot of, oh though no i feel like yeah like i feel like simon has a black girlfriend at one point 
But and I might. Par- do the parents yeah. have to sit him down and talk to him about? Because <laughs> in the two episodes we watched, there were scenes where the parents were like, "You need to sit down and have a talk." Probably a hundred times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it that just is, kept happening. That is the show. The show is a thousand percent. Uh, very much creating a, like, a space to talk. They love sitting down. And yeah, talking. they love just being like, "Hey, kids, this is exactly how you should behave." Uh, every time your parents want to talk to you. Also, Eric Camden is a very bad dad. He is horrible like, dad. Horrifically <laughs> manipulative. Incredibly so. Yeah, just bad and like consistently going against his wife. Yeah, and like just not on the same page. Like, oh, I just assumed it's like, buddy. Check in with your wife. If the kids are the, the kids have established a dynamic where they will split you, be like, I'm not agreeing to anything you say until I talk to her. <laughs> he's yeah. always right though because he's the priest. That's right. Yeah, and the dad. More importantly, mm-hmm. it has it, that show. This show is very much uh, a show that is uh, being like, man, it's so rewarding to be a father. You're always right, and you're always kind of not. You're always right, but you're always the come out right at the end you're you're always the best at this right yeah it's really just on his side yeah i could i can see that but i still don't like it um it, Wait, hold on. That, yeah that's not a that's yeah. not a pro uh, that's not a pro i would like oh, yeah. that i like several scenes in that first episode that i laughed at very hard <laughs> oh yeah the the scene that the show opens up on i found hilarious well, go go the into it. The first scene in Seventh Heaven is the mom and dad lying in bed, and they're about to get frisky. Oh yeah! And then a kid knocks on the door and comes in. I forgot it opened up. And horny. then the kid says a line, and the parents are like, "Oh, I guess. Well, oh well, we're not doing anything." And then another kid knocks on the door and comes in, and they're like, "Oh, okay." And that keeps happening. <laughs> how, and the hallway's not long. <laughs> We get a view of the hallway. It's not long, which means the kids were seeing them knock on the door, and they didn't just leave the door. They kept shutting it behind them, letting the kid walk two steps, knock on the door, and then go in. It it boggled my mind (laughs) until the end. The son comes in, and the oldest son says to all the other kids, uh, hey, what are you doing? You know, we let mom and dad sleep in, wink, wink, on Saturdays. He, like, full on said to his siblings, get out of here so they can touch each other. <laughs> Mom and dad trying to fuck. And yeah. I, as a junior in high school, am very cool with it. He's a wingman for his parents. That's how the show opens. And it was rated TVG. <laughs> TVG. Anyone can watch it. That is more sexual than most television shows they've protested in the past. Yeah. You can get away with anything as long as the priest is the main character. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, I think we've proven that time and time again. <laughs> I love how they introduce him in the in the introduction of this. They call him a soon to be dog owner. As the <laughs> uh so yeah, it opens up, uh they kinda just like show everybody, like kinda get used to everybody, uh What's it? I forget all the uh Matt is like kind of a cool kid fuck up. He's just a cool guy. I don't know. He's tall. That's he's kind tall. He you know who else is tall? About basketball. Jessica Biel's character is tall. That's a but plot not, point. But not as tall as Matt. Yeah. No, no, but I never thought of Jessica Biel as a pretty tall person. I looked it up. Jessica Biel, who they continually bring up that she's tall, which is why she can't date boys her own age because she won't be able to kiss them. Jessica Biel now fully grown is 5'7". Yeah. This was filmed when she was 14. She would have been no, a she reasonable height. She wasn't 14. 
If it was she filmed was when blank. she was 14. Oh, really? She was born in 82. I looked this up. Oh, okay. No, she might I have been you. 13 when this was filmed. So she probably wasn't 5'7 then. She could have found boys her height. She could have found boys her height to kiss. Well, this is what that I'm is the about. whole plot of the episode that she can't find boys her own height to kiss. So she has to have a kissing simulation with her brother. No, I'm not kidding. That, that happens. happens in the show. They don't actually kiss, but they do everything but kiss. And the dad walks by. It's very by, romantic. Very <laughs> creepy. And the dad walks by and they're like, it's not what you think. And he's kind of like, oh, man, I wish it was. I'm a, I'm a predator. <laughs> but she's not that. She's not exceptionally tall. See, I think that the thing that's unstated in the show is what's the city's name that they're in? Oh, I don't remember. God Town. <laughs> yeah, so in God Town, there was a chemical spill not too long before this. <laughs> so all of the boys in the city uh, are actually stunted in their growth because oh. of lead exposure. And so that is why all of the kids can't, you know, aren't tall enough for her. Jessica, yeah, they can't exactly. kiss five foot five Jessica Biel. <laughs> yeah. A perfectly reasonable height for a 14-year-old boy to be. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, boggles the mind by the way this is what i was talking about how he gets really uh, the logical inconsistency i love it that's this is exactly what i meant i didn't expect 10 minutes into google how tall is jessica beale i had never cared before in my life she's a reasonable height yeah he was too busy just googling jessica beale feet <laughs> tight keep it clean this is the family episode of seventh heaven yeah this is a family episode thank you very much uh some of the other plot lines in that episode uh Include that one daughter really wants to get her period. Yep. Really wants to get Big one. Big time trying to do handstands. Yep. In order to get... Because her sister told her it would work. Yeah. Her dad is really rooting for her. Dad can't stop wanting to talk to her Oh, about he's it. like... He's very... He's eager to go to the store to buy her tampons. Looking forward to it. Yeah. It's like, just do it in, in anticipation, bud. But it leads, it leads to my absolute favorite scene in the show because I misinterpreted what was going on when I first watched it. The younger sister goes out for a run with Jessica Beale. Yep. And the younger sister's like, maybe I'll take a tampon just in case. And Jessica Beale's like, whatever, take one of mine. And they go for the run and they encounter a cute boy that the younger sister likes. And she puts her hand into her pocket and knocks out the tampon on the way out. And I thought she did that to be like, look how cool an adult I am to the boy she liked. <laughs> I thought it was like a guy dropping a condom in front of him. Like, um... and then, but it turns out she was embarrassed and ran away. And I watched. I was like, "That's a bold move for this twelve-year-old girl to pull in front of a boy she likes." I love the idea that she's like, "Guess who's flowering? What's up?" It's like a cotillion. Um, it's like, what is that? What they are with the coming out uh, ball so. dances? Yeah, it's like, oh, look at me the... on display. Uh, I'm I'm now a woman. Uh, sort of dances, but instead, it's a run. Uh, it's where a, you throw a tampon at a boy? Yeah, where you throw a tampon at a boy. It's the modern version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else happened in the, what? It, uh, uh, Simon's just trying to get a dog the whole episode. Yeah, and praying to and manipulating pr- God. Yeah, he's praying. <laughs> you know, basically just bargaining as much as he can with God. That's apparently I I like. Uh, so I was doing some reading again because I I definitely watched the show a bunch for a while. See, it finally comes out. From oh, the beginning of the episode. He's a um, big fan. Yeah, you're a big fan of the show. Just admit you, you just wanted us to watch the show. It's okay, David. Just, just admit you only like Roy Orbison because he's in the show. <laughs> <laughs> you're like all those people that found out about the Dropkick Murphys from The Departed. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a secret memory in my head. I didn't know I was getting traumatized by. Yep. Uh, you just see me praying to Roy Orbison at the end of this. 
It, uh, I would watch no, Seventh I, Heaven if they replaced God with Roy Orbison. <laughs> they just have crosses with Roy Orbison on it. Because he died not long before, and they just go to a church. Where, you know, if, Roy, if you pray to Roy Orbison, he might bring you a dog. <laughs> Anything you want. You got yeah. it. Yeah, well, that, I guess that's what they were doing. Yeah. Right. Which, what a message to send as God. Be like, listen, anything you want, you got it. You guys are my favorites. God totally simps for the family in Seventh <laughs> mm-hmm. Heaven. God simps for the Camdens. Yeah. <laughs> Rename the show. Rename the show right now to God simps for the Camdens. I like, instead of God friended me, uh, God simps for me, is, yeah. uh, it's about an e-girl who God simps for. <laughs> I like it. Uh, where do I invest? Uh, right on our Patreon. www.patreon.net slash give me that cash. This feels Dot real. Biz. <laughs> Dot biz. There probably there might be a Patreon link by this point. Dot uh, biz. Who knows? I need to make money at some point. Uh, <laughs> you know, some of us do. Terrified. Yeah. What is that like? Uh, <laughs> well, so uh, it's a hard system. Uh, so basically what happens is... <laughs> You have you earn the money, but then you have ex- expectations and responsibilities. Not unlike the children and the pastor in Seventh Heaven, mm. uh, because their house, they don't own it. Yeah, the church owns the house. The church owns the house. Oh, I forgot one of the weirder parts of the period uh, debacle. Speaking of not owning your house because you have to do a job. What job? Uh, Eric Camden is a minister, mm-hmm. and what does he pick a sermon about? He picks well, you know. Time, like womanhood, takes time in seasons and in months. And uh, she immediately picks out. It's like, why is he doing a lesson about my period yeah. to the whole congregation? And she ran out of the church and she dropped a tampon just to sort <laughs> of just, brag to the it, whole just congregation. Tampons <laughs> flying everywhere. She just had a basket full of tampons. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you put in the donation plate? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what the people need. Yeah. She goes up for for Eucharist uh, and they give her a tampon. <laughs> that's it in the wine. Yeah, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, tampons first uh, designed to soak up communion wine. Um, you insert them and then you get drunk on Jesus. Yeah, didn't didn't take it that far, but yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yep. I just I was like, oh, they'll absorb it, and that's great. This is this kind of podcast. Yeah, okay, fantastic. Uh, oh, we also forgot that the son, the oldest son, smokes. Ooh. I forgot. Yeah, he smokes. He smokes. And then Marble gets smoked lights. by his dad at pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, his dad is a pool shark. He's not a regular priest. He's a cool priest hanging at the busiest pool hall in the world. Where he knows everybody there. And people also play chess. <laughs> There's also like 10 chess games going on at this pool hall. And a full service restaurant, like a fancy restaurant. <laughs> in the middle of the pool hall. Don't you hate when the chess elite get in the way and they clog up the line at the restaurant? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you're just trying to play your pool in your pool league in the middle of this Michelin-starred restaurant. With your friend, the minister. <laughs> hey, guys, if you're enjoying the episode, thank you so much for listening. First of all, great. Thank you for that. Uh, two, if you want to check us out more, you can follow me at DPIC Comedy and Crow at Daniel F. Crow and check out Matt's stores at MT Stores, S T O R R S, on Instagram or check out his link tree, which has all of his other relevant links for all of his stuff, his podcast. His, uh, he's got a fundraiser going on for Port, he's going to Edinburgh. So if you want to contribute a little bit of money to that, his podcast, Matt's Splaining. Uh, you can go see him at the Fringe. Uh, go check out his story on Risk because that'll be out soonish to this. I don't know. 
time doesn't really matter. It's a podcast. You, you, you'll you listen to it now and then see it later. I don't know. It's not really important. Okay. Anyway, um, finally, uh, oh, I think that's, oh, check out my special Goblin King on YouTube. And that's it. Rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. That really, it does help. It's stupid, but it does work. Uh, anyway, back to being weird about 7th Heaven. The son smokes, and then the dad gets him a job driving around a woman pretending to have emphysema. Oh, my God. I forgot about the emphysema lady already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, she's, and she's like a, she's in a lot of stuff, if I recall correctly. That, that actress, character or the actor? I like the, the idea actress. that the character is and in a lot of stuff. Yeah, she just keeps popping up. Crosses over. Yeah, she, keep, like, she keeps changing her hair and makeup. And then like <laughs> she's like the one-armed man in Arrested uh, Development. Anytime the dad needs to teach a lesson, she shows up. <laughs> With a different ailment, and that's why you don't smoke. You know, yeah. comes by. She's like, you know, I had throat herpes, and that's why I had to get rid of my throat. And that's why you don't go down on your girlfriend before you're married. heaven, you Anything you want, you got it, including throat herpes. Aline, Aline Brennan. Is that her? Aline Brennan. Yeah, she actually has been in. Yeah, she's been in the last picture yeah. show. I didn't recognize it. No, she's in a ton. That's so like that he's like, I'm not buying you cigarettes. I'm like, what are you? Let the person enjoy their life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're on oxygen and everything like that. But so long as they're not smoking while they're attached to the oxygen, you know, enjoy it. You know what line I loved about his job that he got working for this woman faking emphysema? What? I'll do anything for $5 an hour. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was... <laughs> $5 an hour was... Just aim higher, buddy. Just a little bit. <laughs> Especially the, because we established in the 7th Heaven Universe, cigarettes are $20. <laughs> and he gets paid $5 an hour to work for this woman. Gladys was in nine episodes. Oh, so she does come back. Yeah, over over the whole time. She's in all... She's like 96 to 2006. She must be a Christian. At the same the time... Show. At the same time, Turncoat, she's in Will and Grace. Oh, no. How's this working out? Same, char- is- same character? Same character. She also still has emphysema. <laughs> she's trying to convince Will and Grace not to smoke. <laughs> Will, you Very gotta special. stop smoking. <laughs> Very special episode of Will and Grace. <laughs> Be cro- gay all you want, but if you keep smoking, this is the life you're going to live. You can put anything else down your throat, but that sweet cigarette. <laughs> So okay, I think I uh, the pilot. Is there anything else we need to cover? They get oh a, yeah, not the end. Okay, the, yeah, the mom's they, parent. Well, they the, get a the mom's mom has cancer. Oh yeah, that is dropped in right. That's a cliffhanger if I've seen one. Well, it doesn't matter to us because we jump five seasons ahead. <laughs> that mom <laughs> is long dead. No clue what happens to the mom. She probably started smoking, got emphysema. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have time to get emphysema. That mom died in the first season, uh, and then the dad is probably might also be. At that point, he had Alzheimer's at a certain point. I no, I grew up in like a homeschool evangelical co-op. This is like this was the bread and butter. This is like the audio adrenaline of television. Uh, that is a, I should have used jars of clay. Yeah, that's a better. It's OK. No, audio adrenaline is should a much we, deeper Should we start cut. the whole podcast yeah. over? Someone screamed when they heard when they heard audio adrenaline. Let's oh, start yeah. the podcast over and you can you can say jars of clay. Yeah, we'll get it back from to the it. top. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh, so or you, or you could do DC Talk. That also could DC work. DC Talk, uh, Michael, whatever. Not Buble? Michael, no, Michael Buble? No. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I was like, what? there's like Reliant K, which is an right. easy one. Switchfoot. Creed. Uh, 
Yeah, Creed, <laughs> P.O.D. God, I wish I wish Seventh Heaven had been done by P.O.D. Like the <laughs> theme song. <laughs> I wonder if there's a cover. We are, we are the Seventh Heaven. <laughs> Love a family. Uh, so let's go. Let's go to the episode. We skipped six seasons ahead. Uh, we technically normally try to watch the highest rated episode to see if the show has any redeeming values, but this time we watched the second highest rated episode because it's funnier. We watched no. They they have the same rating. Oh, they have the same rating. My they're mistake. both seven point eight. It's probably just weighted because there's probably more people voting for the first one. Yeah. And the thing is, I just didn't want to keep in season one if we could skip all the way to season six. I think that's a more fun place to go. And this is a funnier episode to have to. Do. Oh, drunk is incredible. It's called drunk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Matt, you want to talk about drug for a minute? So the children are older. Uh, Jessica Beale has had some degree of like troubles. Troubles. She's yeah. definitely five seven by this point. Yeah, she's definitely five seven by this point. And she failed out of college and now she's uh trying to befriend her younger sister's friends. They're yes. both freshmen in college. Can I point something out actually? Go ahead, right here? Yeah. Uh the younger sister despite playing a character several years younger, is actually older in real life. Oh, interesting. Anyway, go on. Interesting. That's what happens when you're 5'7". Yeah. yeah. And so then uh, they do that, and it's fun. And then uh, the blonde boy, whose name is Simon, yes, he uh, wants to befriend friends of his clearly boy crush um <laughs> like it's there's some sexual tension yeah, there's 100%, there so like they're like i'm like i want to watch the subsequent things of like when he comes out because he's gonna come out at some point <laughs> like this is uh, i gotta take care of my friends i think I the frosted f- tips are doing a lot of the heavy lifting they in are impression but that was just the 90s yeah and so he wants to befriend his friends who's one of them is clearly in his thirties, but is in high school. Like he—that's my scam, dude. <laughs> yeah, that'd be very cool. And then the other guy who's like, "Yeah, Johnny." Um, he's one of those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah Johnny's. Yeah, yeah. And uh, henchman. Yeah, henchman. And he gets he invites Simon invites himself to this party, which is too too much for him. It's going to be too much. And then it is too cool for school. It's too cool for school. And then uh, in the family. Uh, oh, Matt. It was like has, it's college. It's college stuff. And so yeah, yeah Matt. Matt uh, has uh, received things from like NYU and whatever Columbia, Columbia med school. Yeah, med school. He's gonna. He's afraid that he's not gonna get in. So he hands them to Ruthie, and it's like you open up. And then she opens them, and it's like I'm not gonna tell you. So you're because you're not ready. I want to say one thing about Ruthie that I noticed in this episode. I feel really bad for Ruthie. Because she has young kid syndrome, you know, youngest child syndrome, mm-hmm. where she is taking care of all of her older siblings and like is truly understanding things way more than everybody else and like yeah. how to manipulate everybody. And it's just like, girl, just be a kid. Well, I feel bad for her because she has that in depth sex talk with the dad in this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is. And then I thought about how many times <laughs> she had to do that on camera. Uh, (laughs) it's a thing i've noticed in tv Mm -hmm. uh now especially watching shows like this uh, a lot of times they'll use the youngest character as uh the author insert Mm. because you can say all the things you want to say and it doesn't have to be as funny or it can be more moralizing in a different way because a cute kid saying it so you can be meaner and other things with it and more direct of like this is where the point of the episode needs to be if that's true how crazy are the writers of dog with a blog (laughs) sorry this is a callback to a past episode Uh, the the youngest kid in dog with a blog was like a mobster (laughs) yeah she was a little psychopath (laughs) cool 
Uh, that was a weird. <laughs> it just basically, like, she was like, do you need, like, blood? I can get that for you. <laughs> like, just... anyway, so let's get back to this. So, um, uh, what else happens? Oh, and then uh, the father and mom, is there, are they, do, are they just kind of distracted They're the whole They're continually being distracted in this episode. Yeah. yeah, it's like a farce episode that doesn't end in an actual farce. Yeah, I feel like we were watching a play that has yeah. an entire house set up, and then they just light different parts of the house, yeah. depending on where the action is. But, oh. the, but there's no actual farcical payoff besides Simon vomiting a couple times. Which we don't <laughs> even get to see. Yeah. Well, Cowards. Uh, I want to see the puke. It's yeah. It honestly, it it does it does feel like like an adult family circus comic, right? Like it's just like, hey, growing pains of family circus. <laughs> See all the places little Timmy barfed around the neighborhood, following mm-hmm. the dotted line. <laughs> they just chased him everywhere, and then they yeah. I guess it's also well, you forgot of, why he's drunk. Oh, oh yeah, because he goes to the party. He went to the party, and they're like, "Do you want some beer?" And he went, "Sorry, I don't drink." And they're like, "That's fine. Do you want punch?" And he went, "I don't drink, but I am stupid." So I will accept <laughs> this fine punch you have at the party. This red punch. And he drank a lot of the punch and didn't notice that there was green alcohol. Yeah, it. it's Everclear and punch, which is a classic college drink. I want to point out, though, it gets it's slightly stupider than that. Even he's at the party and he's like, this is cool. And he's like, yeah, man, this is all right. But this isn't the real party. Do you want to go to the real party? And then it's literally just right out back. And yeah. his friend, who, pool, his friend right who was out. watching him can't find him. <laughs> yeah, he can't find him. And he's also wearing a turtleneck. Uh, I like <laughs> at the summer party. Yeah, at the summer party. Well, he's Saint Simon. He yeah. has to. <laughs> well, no, it's the the friend that's wearing oh, the, the turtle. He's wearing a gray turtleneck. Simon's wearing a leather jacket because he's cool. Oh, and the leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, yeah. Here, this is the thing. I couldn't wear a leather jacket until I still don't own one technically, but uh, partially because what, do you have it on layaway. Like, what do you? Oh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it it's i got a very specific one in mind and uh but partially because of this show because he wore a leather jacket so poorly that just does not fit who he is or his shoulders at all where i was like oh yeah i can never wear a leather jacket because of this he needs to pick a better leather jacket i think fit literally or metaphorically on his shoulders pause, pause the record and let's pick up after you get your leather jacket Okay, so <laughs> you come back, you come wear back the with jacket. the leather jacket. All right, guys. So we got this now. It would be My funny whole... to see the dynamic shift that would happen invariably. You're just controlling the conversation as soon as you have the jacket. <laughs> Is there a snake on the back of this? Wow. Yeah, You're tunnel just... snakes rule. What can you I say? Ryan Gosling's jacket stores. from Drive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, so he gets he has multiple punches. Because mm-hmm. uh, one shot. Also, there's no way you can't tell what grain alcohol tastes like. Oh yeah, I, I don't care who you are and how good your punch recipe is. You're not covering that, especially someone who's never drank before. It's gonna burn. He's not like it's like this isn't like he's. What like, if he had never had punch before? <laughs> <laughs> it's like this is what punch is supposed to be like. The only reason the plan worked because he had never had punch in his life. I do love the idea that this is the kind of show that like they're like they're stricter than Mormons about what you can and can't drink. <laughs> so you should let me try punch. Oh, wait, mistakes like this uh, happen, Dad. This is just what pineapple does to you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, then the friend just kind of tosses him up down the street. Hey, I know you're drunk for the first time in your life. You don't mind walking a few blocks, do you? <laughs> your mom's going to be pissed if I drop you off. Yep. And but that also like the car drop off scene is I mean, every scene with them is romantic. 
but like it's like hey man i gotta drop you off and the mom there's the date parallel too because he's like oh i have to meet your parents before i take you to this party (laughs) oh yeah he's like what are we dating and it's like yeah you guys are you're dating oh man i I, now i need to know more about who uh wrote and directed (laughs) because like it is the dad wrote and directed (laughs) (laughs) burt brinkerhoff that really? I wish I was making that up. That is an intense headshot. <laughs> oh that God. is a very intense. Holy oh, shit! Man. This is this is a man that definitely was playing that up. Bert mm-hmm. spiked the punch himself. <laughs> like it wasn't written into the episode. <laughs> Bert sees punch. He spikes it. No questions. Bert directed twenty-seven episodes. Touched of by an angel as well. Oh yeah, and Police Academy the series. What? Bert can't be stopped. Bert's a fucking word of Burt. He also was an actor for a while. 45 things. Oh, you can tell he's an actor from that headshot. That's not yeah, a director's headshot. that is. Still alive? Uh, is he? Yeah. Burt, come on the show. Burt, we, we, que- we got some questions, Burt. Burt, we will have you talk about literally any show you want to talk about. And Burt, you look like you could beat any of us up, so... I'm not going to be that mean. We'll talk about no. Remington Steel. Oh, I'd love to talk about Remington Steel. I don't even think that's that bad. I don't know. No, Remington no, Steel was a well-received okay. show, mostly because of the good work Burt was putting in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We we love Burt here. Yeah, we're... Big Burt heads here. I'm a Brinkerhoff head. I used to be Ernie. I'm, I'm all Burt Brink- now. I, they call me Burton Beale with my <laughs> allegiances. Yeah. Anyway, Bert Brinkerhoff <laughs> Bert, directed Bert this. Beale. I just I do like it. <laughs> just sitting at it a little bit. Bert Brinkerhoff is the name of like it is just another fifties movie star. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not a real name. I'm looking at it. <laughs> he clearly didn't pick Bert Brinkerhoff as a stage name. I mean, he might have. Why would you pick Burt Brinkerhoff as a stage name? Burt Brink, maybe. Do you think he jerked off Cary Grant? Yeah. <laughs> just out Wait, of who just out of respect. I don't know. I just I feel like, you know. You're telling me Cary Grant comes here right now and asks you to? You don't out of respect? <laughs> well, let me say, uh, my, uh, my house has a little placard that says Cary Grant comes here. Uh, In this house, we believe. That Cary Grant comes. <laughs> Well, I'm I'm just happy for Mr. Grant. Yeah. To be able to I'm even more happy for Brinkerhoff. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he transitioned very successfully into directing. Mm-hmm. What are, he's been nominated for three primetime Emmys. For yeah. this episode, probably. Yeah. It's all Remington Steel. No, uh Lou Grant. Oh. As a actor or director? Director. <laughs> Sorry, okay. I, I said that way too quick. Never seen this Edward Asner show that looks uh Solid. I have no Edward more. Asner. Ed Asner. He's he he's very formal with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm uh, Mr. Asner. He if doesn't you know mind. him like the, you and I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Eddie As. Eddie As. Eddie A. As uh, we had the boys call him. Yep. Yeah. No, I just pull off a toupee. You find out I'm 65 years old. Oh my god. <laughs> what? I, I hung out with Edward Asner and the boys. <laughs> It's My favorite man, Edward <laughs> Asner. You don't need to be 65 years old to have hung around with Ed Asner. He only died a couple years ago. That's true. My friend hung out with Ed Asner. Yeah, I wish I wish I would have. We would have talked about Up. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's not tired of that. Ed, 
Come on the come on the show. <laughs> Let's From go to the grave. Well, I got a the... Ouija board. We'll uh, we'll get this started. I <laughs> think he died. We should make sure Ed Asner's dead. If not, we owe him an apology. Oh no, he's very dead. Okay. All right. Uh, did you kill him? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you call him Edward because yeah. you want to disassociate. <laughs> no, you don't want anybody <laughs> suspect you. I respect my enemies. That's never, why Edward. Edward Asner. Never heard of him. Certainly haven't killed him just so that I could be inextricably tied to him forever. Uh, my name is David Hart Disease Piccolomini <laughs> I'm just guessing that's how he died or I could have just said old age yeah. eaten by wolves is my guess <laughs> I do love a how whenever an old person dies I'm getting into what it feels like a stand up bit okay anyway. no that's that's the bit and the baby of the year from I think you should leave uh, I guess yeah that's it's, a version uh, of that bit anyway, yeah, in memoriam doesn't usually say how they died <laughs> That one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how they die. Feed eggs. Hope it's old. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. He said oh. feed eggs. I was acknowledging that that was a good sketch from... Yeah. We've recorded one. back-to-back episodes now where I think you should leave was brought up. <laughs> of course it was. You cannot get three comedians in a room in New York City <laughs> and expect them not to talk about I think you should leave when a new season just came out. Yeah, it's It's, dan- it's impossible. Uh, let's talk more about Seventh Heaven. That's what we're still talking about. Yeah, no, I want to go back to Bert. I've had enough seventh <laughs> heaven. Let's get this back is to now Bert. a Bert podcast. Thank you very much. We have to we have to Bertle get into episodes. the forest. We have to get into the Bertle episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you, gotta, uh, you gotta dig back into the Brinkhoff library. Yeah. Ah, yeah. uh, it did not work. It's All okay. Right. Uh, but um, yeah, that's I, worse. Eh, you know, well, I think the kids, uh, the friend's name is Michael, and there's the dating aspect of it. But then also, like he comes back after there's the farce of all the brothers and sisters trying to hide Simon away. He comes back and he's like, "Hey, I feel bad, and I didn't do the right thing, but I really love your your son, and I want to be with him yeah. forever." And so I want to make sure that he's okay. And then he walks in and he's like, oh, hey, thank you for being at the, thank you for letting me go to this party, even though I am clearly still drunk. He seemed so much less drunk, though. Oh, like, yeah. Comparatively. It was like he puked three, four times. Yeah, they literally, it was like a thing where I was like, they would have got away with it if it hadn't been for this one narc. Yeah, but they're in love. Yeah, we forgot to describe what happens, though. They. It is, the a, siblings, it is a long it is a long sequence of events. The, the siblings find him on the street drunk before he goes in the house and like we got to sober him up or mom and dad are going to kill him. And then they have this weird thing where they some of them have to distract the parents while they sneak him inside to the bathroom. And then they got to sneak him back out. Yeah, originally I, where they first sneak him, I think they sneak him like upstairs. An, I thought it was an abandoned house. I thought it was an abandoned house or a barn and I'm I like thought it was the garage. It's yeah, probably it's probably the garage. Cuz they say we have to get the, they say we have to get him inside. Right. But the weird thing about it, the whole thing, because they all, they're all, I don't know how you write dialogue this bad. Yeah, uh, it's pretty bad. It is, it is, it is like, that's what I'm talking about, though. This is actually a general theory I'm working on that I feel like a lot of parents are kind of condescending because all they do is hang around with uh, children who are dumb. And so it's hard not to generally overestimate your intelligence when you're answering questions that everybody should know. Right. Uh, all the and time. you think if you live with a writer for Seventh Heaven, you would become the same? Well, <laughs> I was, well, but what it's doing, it's doing that weird parent perspective on the whole thing where it's like, that's how dumb my kids look when they lie to me, even though parent, kids lie to parents all the time and they have no idea. Yeah. 
like really so it's like uh because it sounded like a robot processing they're like uh i wanted to talk to you about what um stuff i don't know I don't know yeah. what I want to talk about. I want to, and every single one of them could not figure out anything to talk about at all. And that was all the writing they'd done for the entire. Why did they even bring him into the house to get sober? Let him puke on the street. Uh, well, no, because then they're outside, but the dad knows they're outside, and the dad is such an authoritarian. Walk and, and he wants. Well, no, because he's like, "Oh, hey, you're going to get ice cream." Matt says he's going to go get ice cream. And he's like, hey, get Rocky Road ice cream, which, frankly, toddlers should not have Rocky Road ice cream. Um, you know, not to be authoritarian myself. Have you had a bad experience with a toddler with Rocky Road? Uh, they will go crazy for it. And then there's nuts in it. And the, you don't know what they're going to do with those things. Show me the scars toddlers gave you after I'm, they had I, Rocky Road. I, there's one on my knee. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Sam and David are in this episode. Yeah. They're, the twins are now uh, two twins have happened. They have seven kids. That's enough for a too many kids premise but yeah. five is not enough it's not enough and also really really brave choice to cast two 45 year old twin actors <laughs> as the toddlers <laughs> uh really amazing that they just had these 45 year old men being like mom we want some rocky road ice cream <laughs> it's like okay we'll get it for you honey um very very strong yeah, they did choice just talk like adults yeah which is so weird because none of the other children talked like adults yeah very it's strange weird inversion of as they get older they just get dumber yeah it's very strange uh, i've pulled up uh what appears to be the layout of the house okay um we've, we've got blueprints we've got, we got oh, i got the blueprints um doesn't make any sense where how they based on what i'm looking at the it's various like the hotel in the shining yeah it's there's <laughs> how they got him around the house doesn't i like it makes sense that they had to like convince the parents to get out of rooms Have and stuff you ever considered that they moved around the house via the power of christ Ooh, that's a good point yeah they actually loaded him onto a cross and dragged him around the house <laughs> okay that makes more martyring sense. him while they <laughs> yeah he just kept being oh also there's a whole thing where jessica peel so i forget how long these episodes they do have a lot of plot i will give them that that is yeah. something that uh brenda hampton who is the original creator very good at doing she could throw a fuck ton of plot into anything uh and uh jessica beale goes from being like uh the annoying sister there to bailing her sister out because her sister's like i don't want to drink here actually right because she wants to be a pastor she wants to be a pastor so she has to hang out with them but she's too worried about drinking i am unclear why she has to hang out with these people if she wants to be a pastor because she needs to know how the the norms uh do it so she can uh evangelize yeah because because it's it you can't talk about like how to be a better person if you haven't been a bad person kind of idea. Then drink, become a bad person. But yeah, but that's the problem is she's too nervous. She chickens out because it's she a should just issue. skip right to heroin. <laughs> there actually is a lot in this episode where the dad keeps uh, saying to the mom, like, you don't want the son to go to the party because you were a bit wild in high school, weren't you? Oh, yeah. They keep slut shaming the mom. And she's, yeah. and she's is... like, shut up. But then in the end, she's like, you know what? I was pretty crazy. It, what I love about that, too, is it's this weird thing where he's like, I love how, like, horny you are all the time. And, like, they're, like, making out constantly in this show. But then he's like, yeah, you were kind of wild in high school. It's like, well, what do you expect? How did this, how do you think this happens? You chose a woman with a high sex drive. Deal with it. This yeah. is what you, you have, you have seven children, sir. Stop shaming her for it. You're having a good time. She was wild. You know what? She didn't have in high school? Any kids. So she's kind of crushing it. We don't know that. 
She could have she could have put them up for adoption. That's true. That's true. She could have any number of things. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes we haven't watched. Uh, David, um, based yeah. on your experience <laughs> as somebody that's watched every episode, this uh, feels like I've a, not seen every episode. This but totally also. feels like a show where they would do a plot line where. A child she gave up for adoption in high school shows up. No, so I think uh, I don't think that happens. There's a lot of plot lines of the ghost other, of a child she aborted in high school shows. Other up. people, <laughs> other people's abortions show up. No, other okay. people's kids. Other people have kids all the time. Like like it's a lot of single dads and like single moms like that people date. So you could have an adorable kid in the mix. They're trying to set up a bunch of Brady bunches spinoffs. Yeah, basically they're all just setting up like oh maybe this family. They one person marries a Jewish family with Richard Lewis. As oh, good the dad. for Richard Lewis! I'm glad yeah, he was he, working. He was yeah. really struggling. Yeah, he was being a rabbi in the show. I would I would convert to Judaism if Richard Lewis was my <laughs> rabbi. The problem is, is he would be like, you know what? Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's don't. That's Richard, exactly the, the type of energy I want. What? I just said Richard, come on the show. <laughs> Richard Lewis. <laughs> I everyone uh, we'll, on the get, show. we'll get that Ouija board out for you as well. <laughs> but they did pack a lot in 45 minutes of this show. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess the resolution is pretty quick. They Well, like Simon, or no, Simon complains. He's like, no, I didn't even know I was getting drunk. It's not a big deal. And then he's like, actually, I should have known better. After Ruthie scolds them. So. Oh, yeah, right. She is doing more powerlifting. Mm-hmm doing too much like i understand your your point about her being like the the stand-in for the writers totally makes sense can i just say that by season 11 i'm fairly certain they have they have ruthie doing everything for the parents like she's teaching her older siblings about sex ruthie starts rebelling real hard ruthie goes through a whole goth phase of course she does she dates a dude named t-dog that lives with the family So you've watched through season eleven? No, I have. Well, I just I re I read that, but I remember Ruthie going like rogue. That was like okay. a whole thing where she, because she's kind of this weird kid, and right. like she goes through like a punk phase. Good for her. Yeah, I no, I just have weird Christian like faint ghost memories of this show. Uh, there's an episode where uh, the dad buys a sports car. Uh, and then starts dating <laughs> one of his daughter's friends. <laughs> Yeah. He wrote the episode himself. <laughs> he did. He's like, this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> oh, no, wait. It's He thinks about buying a sports car because he's now worth it for some reason. Well, he doesn't have to uh, pay for a house. Yeah, he doesn't have a home payment. Uh, that is, he does have seven kids. You well, don't have to pay for a house. What do you care? Also, can we talk about the mom? That is, She is such a weird, like, it is the, like the quintessential is literally doing it all. Truly. She cooks dinner. She's clean. She's, she's doing plumbing. everything. She's, she's fixing, doing the plumbing. Yeah. She's fixing a sink after she's done sewing. Like, what kind of, like, prairie woman bullshit are they fully doing? Yeah, like... It doesn't feel like a show created by a woman. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> no, it, it really... <laughs> Feels like it, it was created by a woman who was just in love with Stephen Collins. And mm-hmm. had she no was idea. so let down. <laughs> uh, weren't we all? And weren't it wasn't everybody who worked on the show honestly let down by him? It's like they oh. were mostly let down by the residuals drying yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I did. I did check. Apparently, there was a Christian network that was the only place airing Seventh Heaven in syndication when it happened, and they stopped briefly, <laughs> but they brought back reruns pretty quick. Well, that's unfortunate honestly actually they, they were like our viewers don't care they just it's, want some of that seventh have yeah just put touched by an angel somehow that's not as bad despite the name conventions yeah. uh but now they brought it back almost immediately 
Uh, other shows created by uh, Brenda Hampton uh, are uh, Fat Actress. Do we know the the Christie Alley? The fa- Christie Alley, yeah, yeah, about like ba- loosely based on her uh, weight loss with Brian Callen, uh, and then uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager and Loco Vivo uh, X Vos for one episode, and Safe Harbor for four episodes that she created. I mean, uh, she doesn't have to do anything. She's set for life off Seventh, seventh Heaven. Heaven. And Secret Life of the American Teenager is also huge. Yeah, that did quite well, I imagine. Yeah, it looks like literally she took a year off to develop it and then just right back to the races. Good for her. She's probably working on it as Seventh Heaven was wrapping up. Yeah, well, you gotta, you, like, literally the songs tell you, it's like, where can you go? <laughs> seventh Heaven. The, the, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I've never sang oh. this. I've certainly never sang this song. <laughs> Oh, I've sang this song a lot of times. It's my go-to karaoke song. <laughs> That's a honestly a very funny karaoke song. I might uh, have to start doing it because it's to, not a hard one to sing. No, I went to karaoke place that had the the Twilight Zone theme, which <laughs> is pretty cool. It's instrumental, except at the end. When Rod's going to be like, you've just stepped into the Twilight Zone. So you're mostly just listening to the Twilight Zone theme. Well, I guess you, you could do the monologue at the beginning. Like, no, I saw someone do it. Oh. And they just stood around while the Twilight Zone theme played. <laughs> and then at the end, they were like, you've just stepped into the Twilight Zone. That's great. <laughs> that they make hard eye, eye contact with people while they did it? Uh, they were mostly just chatting with their group. Great. I love and that. And at the end, they're like, oh, I got to do this real quick. I, I love that so much that's because that's cool. just that's a person who did not want to do karaoke and then was like, all right, they may here have we go. thought they were going to do the monologue. Oh, and then it just didn't show up. So they're like, I'm not going to try and improvise. But no, this. I saw the screen on the screen like, yeah. And just at the end, say you've stepped into the Twilight Zone. <laughs> and that was it. That was the whole thing. Just 30 seconds. Of... <laughs> I'm going to do the succession theme, but just try and like yeah. come along with it as I. <laughs> Oh, you could do the uh, version "Who Gets a Kiss from Daddy," that was popular a couple years ago. What? There's a, a fan edit of the song that is "Who Gets a Kiss from Daddy," um, to the Twilight or to not to the Twilight, but to the, the succession, succession theme song, and you know it's got full lyrics, and you could do it. I don't know the song "Who Gets a Kiss from Daddy." Just we'll edit it in right here. <laughs> yep. All the rich white folk are going to argue, and the new ever's best is going to win that kiss from daddy. Who will get a kiss? Daddy. All the rich white folk are going to argue, but only one will triumph and win the prize of daddy's love. Great job, everybody. Yep. Uh, wow, yeah, I loved hearing that. That was fantastic. I'm I think so... this is the part of the show, though, where we say how we would, we would yeah, improve. Yeah, how would you improve the show? How, how would, would you improve Seventh Heaven? The dad dies on the first episode. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... Then the mom has to do even more. No, so then they have to split work between all the children to survive because then they get kicked out of that house because they got they got to figure out what they're going to do. Creates true conflict as opposed to their, oh, no, things are so hard for us conflict. Yeah, no, I think that's a great edit. Like, honestly, I'm now thinking about it. I would love that. That's yeah, that's perfect for this yeah, because it's like their whole their whole family dynamic is pure codependency all around, 
And taking the dad out of that equation as a centerpiece makes it a very fascinating show to see how these characters actually would develop and deal with these problems. And also the funny thing is, uh, weirdly, I think they would still be better off without his influence because that mom is like a pretty like she would date a pretty good guy after that. Oh, yeah. She has very good. Well, minus. Well, she met him when she was young and wild, and he probably seemed stable at a moment when she needed stability. Exactly. But now that she's stable, she can find someone who's good for her as opposed to just one stabilizing trait. Absolutely. Uh, My thing to improve the show also involves a dad and simply recast him. (laughs) (laughs) Get a different actor. Maybe, I don't know, maybe like the guy that was the principal in Ferris Bueller. (laughs) Yeah, I think there's no problems there. No. Yeah, get uh, get Matt Barry to do it. You know, just have fun. Matt Barry would have been in his early twenties with five kids. My my children, as as the priest here, I would love to make sure that you know your mother was wild when she was younger. I mean, yeah, that's a way better show already. A yeah. good Matt Barry impression. I just the was ter- waiting for an opportunity. Yeah, the terrifying, the terrifying level of uh, just the the sleaze of Matt Barry around <laughs> these children. My, you are tall. <laughs> yes, I I have no problem with her dating men who are one, two, twenty years older than her. <laughs> David, whatever you say is not going to be better than Matt Barry as the dad. But go ahead. What's your thought? I was thinking we give the dog superpowers. <laughs> The dog played by Matt Barry as well. I mean, now it has to be. Yeah. I just, I mean, listen, uh, Eric Roberts also. Oh, he voices the dog? Now we're cooking. Oh, man. Yeah, just really just yeah. really down in the dumps about his. But I think he gets superpowers. I think a lot of the God stuff really starts to fade away. Right. It's mostly just about a dog with superpowers, a la like Urkel right. in uh, Family Matters. I think that yeah. kind of would improve the show a lot. Um, <laughs> and then let's just rec- uh, let's go around and recommend one show uh, that you'd that you'd recommend that doesn't have anything to do with the show, just uh, a really great show you think people should check out. Uh, I think people should check out Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets is great, absolutely. Uh, second season just wrapped up, mm-hmm. kept it going, pretty great. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, we've been talking about it a little bit. If you want another show where people uh, really care about what their dad thinks, watch Succession. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And uh, if you want a less toxic religion show, uh, Mrs. Davis on Peacock. Very fun. Uh, Betty Gilpin being a nurse fighting AI. It's great. Uh, that's the episode. Thank you. And Matt Berry, can you say goodnight for us? Good night, everybody. It's been a pleasure.